The Amos and Andy Show. A full half hour of entertainment with all the Amos and Andy characters, plus Lud Gluskin and his orchestra, and those famous Delta Rhythm Kingfish's wife saw an ad in the paper for an insurance salesman and called up and made an appointment for her husband to go down and apply for the position. He agreed to go, but he's made up his own mind to turn down the job. Right now, he's about to walk into the sales manager's office. Well, uh, get on into office here and go through the motion, but I'll turn this job down so fast, make the man's head swim. Well, come in. Sit down, Mr. Stevens. No. Sorry I kept you waiting. Your wife phone said you'd be here. Yeah, well, ain't no use take up a lot of your time, mother, because I assured it I ain't interested in whatever you got. I, I know that. Mr. Stevens, do you realize that selling insurance is one of the most delightful, the happiest, the most pleasant occupations a man could choose? Yeah, well, I'm glad you like it. Is the interview over now? <laughs> now, just a minute, Mr. Stevens. We need men like you. Yeah, well, you see, mother, I got teeth trouble. My dog's down there. See, I don't like to walk around for one thing. Well, you could have an office. Stay there. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you something else, Mother. I like my bed. I, I like to lay there in the morning. Perfect. Some of our salesmen do 90% of their insurance selling by telephone from the bedside. Yeah, but you've got to wake up to do it, though, ain't you? <laughs> as far as insurance is concerned, you being the head of the lodge, I would say you're in a very enviable position. Oh, sure, I got a lot of enemies down there. I know that. <laughs> Once you sell your first policy, you do very little work. Then they start coming to you. Uh, you're getting warm now. Uh, would they come right to my bed? <laughs> Mr. Stevens, do you realize that our representative in the little town of Chicago made $796 last month? Do you realize that our representative in the village of Cincinnati made $852 last month? The township of Boston, $735. All these bed cases? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that you can be not only a respected citizen, but one of the wealthy men of your community. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, what did the man do in that little Chicago again? What did he do? $796, not including his renewal. Hmm. Now, if you go out there now and sell your first policy, you will start the snowball rolling. This snowball will gain momentum. Well, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it. I don't like the cold. I'm going to work on the inside. That's what I mean. <laughs> Mr. Stevens, why don't you let our instructor in the next office give you the plan of one of our policies? Yeah, what kind of policy you want me to sell first? Ah, now you're talking. Why don't you start by selling one of our burial policies? Burial policy? Mr. you got yourself a new salesman. I know just the man to hit first. Come in, Kingfish. Where you been? I've been thinking about you. Well, it's about time, my dear brother, that you start thinking about yourself in time of sorrow. What is that again? Uh, when I found the real, true, honest value of insurance, Andrew, I felt it my duty to humanity to accept the position selling insurance. You ain't done going to work, is you? Andy, uh, what is your burial plan? Well, uh, excuse me for protruding, but what is that again? Uh, Brother Andy, I got a policy here that takes care of all the arrangements for the departed at the time of sorrow. Coffins, flowers, two coaches, and many other things that you will enjoy. 
And it's your duty. It is your duty, Andrew, to have one of these policies for protection. Oh, this is a great policy. What kind of policy is it? A burial policy. The slogan of our burial is, be covered when you is covered. <laughs> well, tell me, dear, what kind of coffin comes with this policy? A coffin? Funny thing. I just seed one. Very much like the 42. Very much like it. Uh, they're a little streamlined. Got chrome handles this year. Four nice chrome handles. Yeah, I thought there was always six handles. Well, we feel that's bad, brother Andy. We figured that if a man ain't got six close friends, that's gonna leave two empty handles gonna look bad. <laughs> Not only that, but if you put three on the side and they're walking around in the mud, they're going to step on each other's heels and pull the rubbers off and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be a mess, all right. Might put a damper on the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a burial policy here with a double feature that's really a honey. Double? You mean two coffins? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. We got several kind of policies. You see, the first policy, you get all the chrome and the box and everything, but you still ends up in Potter's Field. Well, what's the matter with Potter's Field? Well, it ain't high class. Oh, if you was put in Potter's Field, out of the 500 people attending the freight, or 200 of the upper crust would drop off at the gate. <laughs> they wouldn't even put the foot in the place. Well, what is this double feature? Well, thing? now, look here. For uh, just a few more dollars, you was put in a lovely resting place. Forest rest. Four acres of beautiful green lawn, stately trees, and lovely flowers with a wonderful view. <laughs> And I guarantee that you'll enjoy it there much better, Brother Emmett. Yeah, well, I believe I'll buy that policy. The one where I get a rest in the forest. I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, uh, do you want the A or the B policy? Is there two forest rest policies? What's the difference? Well, in forest rest policy A, you is in forest rest, but you is just inside the fence next to the railroad track. <laughs> and if the railroad ever buys that land, you might end up being a roadbed for the New York Central. <laughs> And not only that, it might be kind of noisy there, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but, Brother Andy, in the B policy for just a few more dollars, uh, you get laid away on kind of a knoll under a bough of weeping willow. And our figures show that the turnout is much bigger under the weeping willow. Yeah. Well, I think I'd like it up there, all right. Yeah, well, I think I can pull a few strings and have you put next to just where Jeff Pierpont Jackson lies. Yeah? Well, what's the advantage of that now? What is the advantage? Yeah. Andy, does you realize that when the elite comes out and throws roses on Jeff Ping Pong, some of them going to spill over on you there? <laughs> you will be in smelling distance of the flowers. No, no, listen, Kingfish, I don't want to buy no insurance here. Well, now, wait a minute, Brother Andy. Let me look in the briefcase here and show you the pictures of the new coffin. Oh, they're beautiful. They make your mouth water. Oh, they're wonderful. They will, huh? Yeah, or, oh, me, I done left them pictures at home. What'll I do? Uh, hello, Lightning. Come in. Uh, excuse me. I didn't know y'all was in here. Say, Lightning, run over to my house. It's just a couple of blocks away and get those pictures I left on the hall table. Now, I ain't got time to wait for him. Well, I won't be gone more than a couple of hours. I'll whiz right on over. <laughs> they call him Lightning, but it's not because he's fast compared to Lightning. Even snails go whizzing past. When he's out picking beans, he waits till they drop right off the bush. 
he falls asleep in revolving doors, just waiting for someone to push. They call him Lightning. There's the slowest Joe I know. Slow motion lightning. Only here he's got his slow. He can't keep working steady. He just sleeps for all his work. But when his wife says supper's ready, there's the fastest man on earth. You know one thing, man, that lightning is really a character. And is he a lazy pup? Yes, he is. You know what I saw lightning do one time? What? Go to sleep and stand him up. Mm-hmm. I saw him walking fast, pushing his little nephew Jim. That buggy won't lightning out so fast. The baby wound up pushing him. No! Yeah, that's so lightning. Lightning. There's the slowest man in town. No one but lightning. Exercise is sitting down. He's always drowsy looking. He retires at half past five. But when he smells fried chicken cooking, there's the fastest man alive. Hey, look at him go. I'll whiz right over. looking for you, Andy. Yeah, he's trying to sell me some insurance. Yeah, he told me that he was working for an insurance company. I know. He got some burial policy about putting me up in a wheat willow tree near a railroad track or something. <laughs> yeah, well, the kingfish is really going after this insurance. I walked out in the lodge hall this morning. He had a brother in the corner. I thought he was fighting. He had the brother over by the coat collar backed up in the corner there selling him insurance. Yeah, I know. I seen him coming down the street this morning. I turned around and run up alley. He ain't smart enough to sell me no insurance. Well, hello there, boys. There he is, Amos. Spread out. Uh, wait, wait a minute there, Kingfish. Before you lock that door, let me out of here, will you? All right, go ahead. Shoot out quick. All right, so long. Now, wait a minute. You ain't got to lock the door, Kingfish. Uh, and uh, I'm still holding that burial policy, waiting for your signature. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about a life insurance policy coupled up with an accident policy that you can't afford to be without. No, I've been thinking it over. I don't want no insurance policy. And look here, with the life insurance policy, you are protected from all kind of accidents, even explosion and collision. Well, what's the difference? You was dead either way, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, but it makes a difference in your burial policy, and what to do with you. You see, in a collision, there you is. But in an explosion, where is you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You got something there, all right. Yeah, well, now, let me tell you about some of the features. Uh, the, the life policy has got the double indemnity feature. What is this double indemnity feature? Uh, the, look, yeah, did you ever dream that you was falling through the air? Oh, Joe, I dreamed I was falling a lot of times. Yeah, but uh, you never hit the ground, though, did you? No, come to think of it. Every time I wake up before I hit. Yeah, you know science has done proof that when you dream you was falling, if you ever hit the ground, you was dead. You never wake up. Well, what about it? Well, if you die that way, we pay double indemnity. Uh, how would, uh, oh, well, I guess they'd know somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the accident feature is the best I don't ever hear of. Yeah, well, what has I got to dream about there? Oh, no, no, the accident, you ain't, you ain't got to dream about nothing. This accident covers everything from banana peel slipping to falling out of the airplane. Showing up? Oh, yeah. 
Well, now, just suppose you was up in the Empire State Building up there on the 79th floor, and you was looking out the window, and you lose your balance, and you fall from the 79th floor to the sidewalk. What about it? My company will pay you $15 a week as long as you live. <laughs> they will, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and another nice little feature about this particular accident, the time of the payments don't start from the time you hit the sidewalk. They start from the time you leave the window. <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, I'm earning money on the way down. Right. Huh? <laughs> Sooner or later, Andy, I was going to sell you some insurance. I don't want none. Well, now, listen, Andy, look here. Let me give you a little physical examination now, just to make sure that I ain't wasting my time. Well, what good is that going to do now? Yeah, well, now, I just want to make sure that you're going to pass after you sign up. Now, take off your shirt. Now, go on, take it off. Take it all off. All right, all right. I'll take it off. But I don't want no insurance. Uh, I got a doctor's bag here that I used to examine the members with here. Where's... Oh, here, 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 here. What are you looking for? Yeah, well, let me see here. Looking for the stethoscope. Is that what they use on a submarine? No, no, you're thinking of the telescope for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we are, right here. Now, I'll put the two ends of my ears here now, and I'll press this little flat thing uh, right just, just, just above your stomach here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're sitting loaded with blubber, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess I better press that a little harder right there. Listen, Kingfish, you ain't going to sell me no insurance. Hey, wait a minute, Anna. What's the matter? What you hear? Something running around in there. <laughs> Sound like you got galloping corpuscles. What's that? Is that bad? Is it bad? That depends on which way they're galloping. If they're going toward the heart, the corpuscles jam up there and you get hardening of the ornaments. And if they're galloping away from the heart, you end up with high blood plasma. <laughs> well, do that accident policy pay anything for that? Oh, we take care of everything. Now, let me get my R-stick out here. Get that out the bed, a little flat piece of wood here. Got this years ago off of good humor. Yeah. <laughs> Held up nice, didn't it? Yeah, sure did. You can't buy no seasoned wood now. Yeah. All right, brother, and stick out your tongue now. Oh, wait a minute, let me wipe this off on my sleeve. on everything sanitary around here. Yeah, yeah now, uh, uh, there we are. Now, stick out your tongue again. Yeah. You ain't got to hit your necktie with it. Just let it hang out there. <laughs> now, say, ah. Uh, Ah, but I ain't going to buy no insurance. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Open your mouth and say a long R. Ah. Mm-hmm. Tonsillitis is all right. It looks fine. You got a nice kiss there. <laughs> yeah, that's all right in there. Big and roomy in there, all right. Now, close that trap up now. Now, let's see. The next thing is examination of your ears. Now, what you going to do? Now, hold still and let me look in your ear. Yeah. I'll get my eye right up to your ear there. What'd you see? What'd you see? <laughs> sure dark in there, ain't it? <laughs> uh, wait, wait a minute, sir. Tell, tell you what I do. I'll get my flashlight. Yeah. Now, I'll turn my flashlight on here, and I'll put it right against your ear. Mm-hmm. Now, you hold it there while I go around the other side and look in the other ear. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. Now you're talking. what you see? Uh... The light's coming through all right, yeah. <laughs> Something flipping around in there. I guess that's the epiglotter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, and my advice to you is to grab all the insurance you can get right now. Listen, all I want to grab is my hat and get out of here. Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. Uh, come back here. Now, come back here. You can't... 
Sadie, the kingfish has been trying to sell me some insurance. He say when I get older, I won't be able to get no insurance. He's right about it. Listen, Andy, face the fact. Things happen to you when you're past 40. You gotta go on a diet, get massages and all that stuff. Yeah, well, Sadie, does you watch your figure? Does I watch it? I gotta eat like a rabbit and work like a dog to keep looking like a horse. <laughs> you mean that you is getting larger? I got the kind of inflation that the government or nobody can stop. Yeah, well, how do you know that you were swelling up? I can tell with the dresses that I bought five years ago. Can't you get them on? I can get them on, but I can't walk or breathe. Sure enough? Why, the dress I was wearing right now is only two years old. Yeah, well, you was in it, ain't you? Yeah, but when I drop something on the floor, brother, I just let it lay there. <laughs> Listen, Sadie, I see people 40 years old look as good as they did when they was 20. Well, I can tell you why the women look as good. Why is that? It's a little thing called makeup. Makeup? Do the women use much of that? <laughs> and when they're 20, just a touch of powder. Mm. In the late 20s, they add a little more powder with a little rouge. Yeah. yeah. Then they hit the 30s. <laughs> Before they put on the powder, they put on a base thing. Then a lot of powder and a lot of roots with a little shade in here and there. Yeah, well, how about when they hit 40? Brother, at 40, it's just a plain calcium iron job. I'm sitting on top of the world. What you doing up there, man? Just rolling along. Rolling along And I'm quitting The blues of the world Just singing a song Just singing a song Glory, hallelujah I just found the bottom Hey, pa, get ready to call Just like Humpty Dumpty I'm going to fall I'm sitting on top of the world Just rolling along Just rolling along Yes, rolling along I'm sitting on top of the world Just rolling along Rolling along Glory, hallelujah, I just found the parson. Hey, Pa. Get ready to call. You mean me all? Yes. Just like a Humpty Dumpty, I'm getting ready to fall. Ma. I'm sitting on top of the world, way up on top. Just rolling along. And singing my song. Cause rolling in sunshine, rolling in hell. Means more than rolling in wealth So I'll keep rolling What's cooking? I'm glad to see. Uh, what's new around here? I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, hello, Andy. Say, listen, Shorty. Mm -hmm. I'm dodging the kingfish. He's trying to sell me some insurance. Oh, uh, he was over to try to sell me some. No fool. When did he leave here? Uh, let me see. Uh, 
She let me up off the floor exactly 3.30. Oh, I tell you, this kingfish is putting the pressure on me. The, the first time the kingfish was in, I, I, I was busy with a, with a customer. I, I, I was shaving Nick Williams. Oh, yeah, I know Nick. He got me so excited, he made me Nick Nick. <laughs> yeah, well, tell me this, Shorty. Has you ever bought any insurance in all your life? Uh, no, Andy. I, I tell you something. I, I used to sell insurance at one time. Sure enough, you did? Oh, yeah. The, the company that I worked for, they put me through school. And then when I started out, they gave me a beautiful briefcase to carry all my papers in. A solid leather briefcase. I, I worked for them for six months and didn't make but one sale. But, man, it sure was a pip. Yeah, what'd you sell? I, 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 I sold a state life policy. that uh, I, I sold a health magazine combination. That was the best. I, I, I sold a fine self. That was a, uh, the briefcase. <laughs> Oh, come in, King, Kingfish. Come in. Uh, Gabby, I'd like to sell you some insurance. Definitely not interested, Kingfish. Definitely not. Yeah, well, now, you ought to have some accident insurance, Gabby. Anything can happen to you. Who knows? Someday you might fall out of the Empire State Building. Yeah, I had a friend that fell out of an office building once, but he was saved. Oh, yes, indeed, he was saved. On the way down, he caught on a flagpole. Oh, saved his life, huh? <laughs> yeah, they pulled him in his thumb down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gabby, you really ought to buy some insurance. Uh, ain't you ever bought none in your life? Oh, yes. And once I nearly bought a fire insurance policy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I called up the company and told them to send a salesman right over to my house. I was interested in buying some fire insurance. When he got there, we started talking about it, but we couldn't do no business. Oh, why not? The smoke was too thick. <laughs> uh, well, don't you believe in insurance, Gavin? Oh, yes, I carried insurance on my automobile when I had the big accident, but they didn't want to pay me. What'd you say to them? I said, look here, man, I got a policy with a double accident and triple indemnity. What'd they say? They said if my insurance premium lapsed over because I, I didn't let the dividends accumulate. What'd you say? I said, look here, you go back to that insurance company and tell them that the dividends are my premium on the policy, lapsed me into a beneficiary on my triple indemnity, and with my liability entitled the policy, hold the insurance prorated claim without any deductible from the cancellation of the policy now in force. <laughs> what did he say? He paid me in full, $396. Oh, page in full, what'd you say? <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> What you doing over the house here? Come in. Well, the kingfish has been after me all morning about insurance again. Wanted to see me this afternoon. I told him I was coming over here to your house. I'd be busy and couldn't see him. Yeah, well, sit down. Make yourself at home. Ruby's out with the baby. Ain't nobody here but me and Arbadella. Well, here she come now. Come in, honey. Hello, Oh, hello, Arbadella. Look at you. You're getting prettier every day. Thank you. Yeah, what you reading there, honey? I can read now, Uncle Andy. Say, Andy, I'm going to wash my face and hands and change my shirt. Why don't you sit here with Arbadella on the sofa? Okay, good idea. Well, I'll see you later. Yeah, sit down, Arbadella. You was my favorite girlfriend, you know. I'm in the fourth grade at school now. Hmm, that's pretty hard, ain't it? You were in the fourth grade once, weren't you? Was I? <laughs> Three years. This is something I was told to read today. That's all what's it about. You want to read me some of it, honey? Uh-huh. This is a story about a man who used to be a farmer. He raised all kinds of vegetables. He came to town with his horse and wagon to market every morning very early. He did? Yes. There's a picture of him, see? Oh, yeah. That wagon's really loaded up there, ain't it? One day, he was getting off of his wagon and he fell and hurt his head very badly. And from that day on, he couldn't come to the market anymore. He couldn't work in the field and raise vegetables. Well, maybe he had a repercussion of the head. 
Daddy always tells me to be careful not to fall down. I guess a lot of people have things happen to them, though, that they don't know are going to happen. Yeah, come to think of it, you've got to be careful, all right. And then these people have to stop work because they get hurt and they have no money to take care of them or anything. You know, honey, you were saying something there that done started me thinking. Be careful, Uncle Andy. Don't ever let anything happen to you. Well, if it does, I have just decided one thing. I'm going to arrange it so I'm going to be protected and have some money coming in. What do you mean, Uncle Andy? I'll explain it to you later, honey. Tell your daddy goodbye, will you? I got something I want to take care of right now. come to your senses. Here's the pen and here's the policies. Just sign on the dotted line right there. You're okay. I'll sign all three policies. Yeah, that's accident, life, and burial. You know, Kingfish, you'll never know what made me decide to change my mind and take these policies. Well, whatever it was, Andy, you're doing the smart thing signing them policies. Well, there he is. I feel like a new man now. Got a feeling of security. Well, I got to get on home because I'm going out tonight. I'll see you later. Well, so long, brother Andy. Thank you for the business. See you soon. So long. So long. Well, three policies. Let me see how much they're going to make on this deal now. On the life insurance alone. Uh, uh, hello? Hello, Uncle Kingfish? Oh, uh, yeah. This is Darbadella. Oh, uh, yes, honey. I told Uncle Andy that story you told me to tell him. When do I get my 50 cents commission? <laughs> Now, this is a story about Honest John Jones, who went to work in Joe Grubb's grocery store. Joe asked John, would he take $25 a week? What'd he do, man? What'd he do? He took it. Every chance he got. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, but one day Joe discovered what John was putting down. Yikes! So he tapped him on the shoulders, and this is what he'd say. Hey, John, put your glasses on. Now you must count better than this, you know. When you work for Dead Eye Joe, oh, John. Come on, come on. Now you know that stuff like this won't go. Two from eight leaves more than four. Oh, John. Come on, come on. Your salary is ten. Your bonus is fifteen dollars to boot. Yet every week you're stepping out in a brand new fifty dollar suit. Hey, John. Now you must take a little, I do agree, but you must leave some for me, oh John. Come on, come on. The business is fine and everything's moving off the shelf, but still I know I had more dough when I was working for myself, hey John. Glasses on. Say you, my friend, 
Everybody's got to go, John. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Now the business got better, but John got worse. Joe sold the store and put it in reverse. Now Joe is working for John. <laughs> Andy Show has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Uh-huh.